This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack'em Sal. I'm Tiffany. We're starting up uh, our newest episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah. While I was fixing my hat. It's damn right. <laughs> Figured you guys waited long enough for the show to start. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar with the show, it's the comic book review show where we take comics of this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of books. Uh, before we get started, let's talk a little bit about Terminator uh, Dark Fate. It oh, okay. came out this past weekend and has bombed. It's over. The Terminator franchise is dead for the next 10 years at least. And uh, yeah, so with that in mind, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. I mean, did I like it as much as two or one? No. Did I like it more than the others? Yeah. There you go. I yeah. thought Linda Hamilton was great. Mm-hmm. Good on her. Yeah. She did a good job. Right. Arnold was good as well. They did some interesting things where it was like they almost did like a a sea boot kind of thing. Yes. But in like an actual clever way. Yeah. Yeah. It was very Force Awakens. <laughs> it was a, it was a soft reboot, as they say, uh, while also hard ending the previous stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. I th- I'd say I agree with that. Third best Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the in the comments mentioned they were like, "Oh, that's not high praise," and I'm like, "There are six movies and a show." Yeah, yeah. Third best ain't bad. No, it's true. I mean, that being said, do I prefer one and two? No. Uh, like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Do I do I prefer that over those two? No, I prefer one and two. Uh, they're my headcanon. Yeah. Uh, I thought about some more. Um, when they uh, did what they did in the first like ten minutes of the movie, um, I, it, that was like the biggest thing that stuck with me. Was like what happened. Yeah. Uh, I have decided I don't like that. I and I knew you weren't no. gonna like that, but like <laughs> I I mean I get where they're going with this because it's like either they're going to end it end it for that time or for that for that storyline. Right. They have to because otherwise there's nothing else they can do. Well, yeah, and like I think it's nice that that got an ending, whether you like it or not. Like mm-hmm. whether you're, you're pleased with how it turned out for those those characters, like they got an ending as opposed to just either being like CG'd on like onto someone else later on down the road because they're like, oh crap, we got to do something. With well, that's this. what they did in this time. Or being recast as someone else. Right. Well, which well, they I mean, did like in... long past their right. like being alive. Uh, but they did that in Genesis as well, where they recast Kyle Reese with the worst actor. Yeah. I know. And like they recast T one thousand, and they like that is a bad example. Like T one, their Genesis is a great example of what you're talking about, where it's like. They should never do that. Yeah. Because, damn. Mm. Uh, that being said, yeah, no, uh, I dug it. I, I dug it well enough. Mackenzie um, Davis. Great, uh, great opening action sequence. Great actors. Uh, great pacing, for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, the only issue I had was um, it. you could really feel when it was written by someone who sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, there were about six or seven different writers on that. Yeah. I saw David Goyer's name on there, which was like, Cool. So it's just like anytime you do any kind of niche franchise property, call David Goyer because he knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, there definitely were some scenes that were like, I was like, oh, all right, fine. We, a, we didn't need this scene and, and nope. B, like, I don't know. Or the action sequence was like, man, like you did such a great job with the freeway fight and with the warehouse fight. Yeah. Why am I watching like a muddy CG action mess in like the third act? Mm. Like, why is everything dark? And that's not flying in the face of how, like, theoretically, if you're making a Terminator film, the action should take place at night because, like, 
that's like the whole like that's the visual theme of the of those two movies. Right, because they um, couldn't afford anything. No, well, well, it's harder to shoot. It's harder to shoot at night because you got to light things. Well, yeah, uh, or you don't, or you then... don't like this movie for no reason, uh, where like things are at the, in at, in the dark and it like looks terrible. Yeah, um, but that... even those like the night freeway chase yeah. in Terminator Two, well lit, looks great. Yeah, the 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 moments for me where the action was like hard to see. I'm like, why, like. Part of the charm is getting to see it, yeah, which is why it looked different. We were too close up. I was like, okay, hi. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, I, I mean, like, that was where I was like, wait, what? Oh, and then we come back out of it, and I was like, oh, that happened. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. But it was fine. Right. Um, There were definitely, though, some really, uh, like, excellently written scenes. Yeah. There was a really great quiet moment between Linda Hamilton and one of the new characters that's just, Oh, Mackenzie like, Davis? Uh, or are you talking about the uh, the other one? I don't want to give one. anything away. But Danny, like, yeah. yeah, when like they're in the woods, right? Um, oh, that was great. That's like a spectacular scene, in my opinion. That yeah. like it was not only well written, like it was a good character moment, and yeah. also like well acted by Hamilton. So. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I had some. Yeah, it was a po- overall positive experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too bad that it that it's over. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Honestly, like, if this is the last one, all right. I'm really glad that, like, Hamilton and Schwarzenegger got to work again on a movie, like, simultaneously. Like, mm. there was something really sweet about that, you know? Like, yeah. Like, just, like, that nostalgia factor of, True. like, them getting to act on screen together again. Yeah. At the end of the day, for me, I think I would rather just watch the old movie when it comes to these, like, soft reboots. Sure. You know, like... I was thinking about if they were to revisit Alien again. Mm-hmm. And if they were like, oh, let's do what Blomkamp was going to do. And just say, you know, make a recall. Like uh, they did with Superman Returns. Where it was like, one and two happened, but three and four didn't. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it was like, one and two happened, but three and four and five didn't. You right. know? Requels are where it's like a sequel, but they overdo a couple other ones. Or at least that's what I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but... With Alien, I know that Blomkamp wanted to be like, one and two happened, but three, four, and five didn't either, and none of the Covenants and stuff. For me, I don't know if I want any of those anymore. Like, I I don't think, because what's funny is uh, Dark Fate is like a new movie. It's Mm -hmm. made with the sensibilities, the the action sequences, the writing, and, and the thematic, you know, structure of a modern film. Right. While playing with the franchise from 30 years ago or 25 years ago. And for me, I'm like, okay, right on. Like you're, and that was kind of like commendable, but also do I want that? Like, do right. I, do I right, want right, to see right. the franchise grow up, so to speak, mm-hmm. or, or, or evolve and be reinterpreted in today's movie making sense, uh, sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think the answer is a resounding no, because like the predator is basically like a new action movie yeah. and it's the worst one, right. the worst one. Somehow, the Predator manages to be worse than AVP and AVPR, and those two yeah. are the worst of their respective franchises yeah. up until that point. So it's like, every time, it's just quite not there, you know? Like, I, it's one of the reasons why I refuse to watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, I don't want to watch them. Because not only do I not subscribe to that, like, bullshit theory that, like, you know... No, I don't believe That Johnny's that. the real true hero of that no, story. Johnny is not the true hero of that story. I'm sorry, everybody. He's not. 
Right. Uh, like, <laughs> he's well, just he's just not. He's, he's it's the, not Johnny's story. And he's not even really the bad guy. He's a like he, the, the sensibilities of Karate Kid are so like it's actually kind of like weird how well it's made because of how like simple and silly the premise is. No, it's, but like even Johnny learns to grow up at the end of that story, and you're like, oh, good for you, Johnny. Yeah. Then they're like, no, how about if he like never got over losing to a new kid in high school one time? No, Johnny is like the the the, the Zuko. Yeah, like that's how I like to the think bad of guy, Johnny. And then he's like, "Oh, I was wrong." Literally, he Oops. like he yells at the ref at the end of Karate Kid, and he's like, "Let me give him the trophy." Yeah, I want to give it to him. No, and he's no, like, no. "You're all right." And you're like, "Oh, that's nice. Way yeah. to go." Yeah, good, good for you, man. You got over it. Right. Plus, Miyagi's not around, so yeah. meh. also Johnny is already winning. Apparently, at life, his family goes to the country club. Like Johnny's yeah. fine. Oh no, everybody. John- oh no, Johnny can't be dumped. Later, by the girl who would have dumped him. Who's later. gonna dump Daniel anyway in the next movie? So right? it's like. It'd be actually kind of cute if Johnny. She's the villain. Yeah. She's the yeah, villain. Allie sucks. <laughs> It'd be actually cute if Johnny drove Daniel to the airport. Right? <laughs> they become bros. Like right. total bros. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bromance, right? But there. again, I don't wanna. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think sorry, I need my bad. franchises. To be revisited at this point, I yeah. think all they need to do clean them up, get the get the original film like film, clean up the film, yeah. re-release them. I'm, like if you haven't seen T two in three D recently, yeah, it's the only thing to see in three D in the next ten in the last ten years also, because it's so good looking. Well, I know you don't want anymore. I'm I like seeing Linda Hamilton again. And I thought I'm, she was great, and I'm glad she got a check. I want her to be in more. I just think she's so great. Yeah. And if you if you're if you're like oh my god she looks really weathered in this movie like see her when she's doing the press junket she looks way okay. Like, yeah, like they, they were they made her look older. Yeah, the the gray hair, the the styling of it, it yeah. helped. Yeah. yeah, she looks she looks battle hardened. It's kind of she cool. does. It is cool. No, I I I dig it. She's got some city miles. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Shots of Terminator Miles. So if you're not familiar with this show, uh, we talk about comics, but we wanted we to talk a little bit about Terminator because the fact is, movie lost $100 million in the first weekend. It really sucks. And uh, so obviously, we're not going to be doing Terminator on this channel much anymore. But if you do like Terminator, there's a playlist right now on this channel where you can watch all the Terminator stuff we've ever done. And as you yeah. can see, it matters to me. And I like Terminator, but I'm also not going to like waste time and money trying to make like a dedicated video just for Terminator. We no, did it. True. We made our Terminator 3 no, back issues. That's it. No, and like, here's the thing. The reason I'm okay with this movie. Right. And like the fact that it didn't make its money back is because, like we said, it sort of put a button on Terminator 1 and 2. Not that we needed one because Terminator 2 does a fine Terminator job Terminator 2 ends well enough. That. But if you needed to do that or you just wanted to see them again, this is a fine job of being like, yeah, right. We're okay. Good. It's fine. We're all done. It's and I'm true. like, that's that's fine. It's it's over. Agreed. It's finally finished. Yeah. But ultimately, I think that like for the like it, maybe if there was one vision it might have been a little better cuz it was so weird that it took like 12 people to tell this simple a story. Cuz it's a really it's a pretty straightforward story and I dug it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. But anyway. We're going to talk uh, about some comics. We are going to talk about some comics. But before we do that, I wanted to mention that we do have a sponsor for today's episode. It's you out there who are using the Super Chats on the live version of the show. We've got a bunch of Super Chats, particularly some huge ones we're going to get to in just a second. But I wanted to mention, if you do use the Super Chats, you can have a comment or question. You can bring it up here on the show. We'll answer it or address it here on the show. And now you're in the episode. And that's our little back and forth. So uh, if you do feel like sponsoring the show, you can do so by using the Super Chats while you're watching this live. If you're not watching this live, uh, I advise you catch the next one. Which 
which is Mondays, typically after 5.30. Yeah, sorry, we Eastern were later today. That was my fault. Yeah. Uh, Saad Althani, for example, dropping the Benjamins, uh, saying, Hello, how are you guys? We are doing well, my well, friend. Well, thank you. And, uh, and I hope you are doing well as well. Thank yeah. you so much for your generosity and your further generosity, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, two mice, one take. Hey, Sal and Tiff, what's your favorite Black Label book? Uh, right now? Yeah. Well, just out, just in general. There's only been like four. Yeah, but some of them are on this early issue, so it's kind of hard for me to call it. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to call it. Yeah. What about you? You go first. Uh, I don't you know. go first! I don't know if any of them would be my favorite anything. None of them I have really, blown my mind. I really or... like Harleen. Yeah. And Basketful of Heads. Oh, we're going to talk about that later. Basketful of Heads. It is Basketful of Heads. Okay. Yeah. Um, Last Night on Earth is cool. They're all cool. You know, but not great. Batman Damned, I appreciate what it was trying to do. Then it was like neutered, I, so that's the end thing, of that. I dig it, and like the controversy that's like swirled around it is insane. Ultimately, and there's just something about that, but like art creates controversy right. at times, and like for me, I, I would not have probably liked it even if it was left in it on its own. Yeah, all right, that's fair. I I I, I kind of dug it. it but I'll defend my dark. But I'll defend to the death. It's right to exist. Yes. Uh, Tardis Man eighty five highly recommend Strange Skies over East Berlin. It's a Boom Studios book written by Jeff Lemire, which means go. it's probably a movie pitch. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> how it goes. But it does seem neat, in all honesty. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, let's be honest. It's a movie pitch. It's probably a pitch, but yeah. good, good on him. If, you, if you don't think Undiscovered Country isn't a movie pitch, then you're kidding yourself. <laughs> movie is st- that is straight up Charles Soule and Scott Snyder were like, hey, if we both put our names together, our publicists can like really sell this thing and then it'll have a huge pre-order. We can tell a movie studio, like, look at all the pre-orders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a built-in audience for this. It's a movie pitch. Anyway. Uh, Saddle Thani back wow. in the Super Chat says, things ending is a good thing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, man, I, I want them to end, but sometimes they already ended. You know, for me, I'm like, sometimes they already ended. Yeah, I think we're so something... you don't need I, them to I think we're in a world of like... Um, serialized movies or at least trilogies yeah. and so when something doesn't have a third it's like but where does it end it's right like, but what okay. about the third one and it's like I don't you understand don't like and, and it's like you know thematically sure but like I was actually talking about this with the other day with somebody about how um, I'm like why why do we need a third one what, where, why is there a is, third chapter is a powerful number true but who cares like if it's narratively dissatisfying nature does why is it most of the time the third chapter sucks comedy comes in threes that's not funny <laughs> Godfather 3 isn't funny it's just bad I don't know, man. But yeah. By the way, yeah. we had a we had a, we had a couple of comments today. It was just so funny. We were called both old and like millennials. Like two different comments within we the were? same two minutes on two different videos. We were? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Well, not you, but like in the Terminator video, somebody's like, I can't believe you fuddy duddies don't like Terminator 3. It's the greatest. You're, you suck. You, you're, you're old. Like, I wasn't in that video. Right. So and I'm, I'm like, right on. That. You're an idiot. And then it was like the other guy who goes, hey, I can't believe those millennials don't understand why Ghost Rider was so cool. Oh, in the Ghost Rider book? Yeah. They Honey, were like, I, I don't understand. Said that he wasn't why are cool. they confused? Why are they confused by Johnny Blaze having five o'clock shadow and driving a motor? Like, he's he's cool. I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up in the 90s. I know these things and why it's That's cool. Not... I can't believe these millennials didn't get it. That was like millennials. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Like, well, I hope your lawn's okay. Well, I guess my no, my problem with that is just how oftentimes the those characters are like kind of thrown away or are written off as a joke because yeah. they weren't taking fine whatever anyway but whatever on. but i like that we were like we're old and young 
We're Schrodinger's hosts. You are. Mr. Roboto says, has Marvel done uh, done the pirate age a la X-Pirates? Done slash did pirate age. Oh. I don't know what that means. Like, like, 1602, but pirates? Like an Elseworlds, like Marvel pirates? I want that. No. Uh, the, the thing was a pirate. And I think that's actually canon. That, like, Benjamin J. Grimm was Blackbeard the pirate? I Ooh, think that's hi. the idea. But, yeah, that would be great. Marvel pirates. That's a, that's a pitch. Pirates. Uh, and, ca- uh, da, 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 da. sorry, my, my super chat box isn't working properly, so I have to scroll through them. Uh, Philip Croy, uh, helping us out. Thank, Thank you very you. much. And Kai Williams, love the channel and all the incredible work. Thank you very much. Uh, I wanted to hear your honest opinions about the practice, not existence, of pirating comics. Uh, I think that some I people think... I read that as pirate comics. Pirate comics! I'm like, what is up with these pirates? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, pirate comics seem pretty cool. Like, literally, my brain was just start trying to come up with pirate comics. Yeah, pirate comics. And I was like, okay. No, uh, the pirating <laughs> of comics, I think... I think that, like, the reality is you should just, like... If you can't afford comics... You know, I understand the compulsion to steal them because it's it's the same with music, right? Like, mm-hmm. why should I spend $25 on a CD, on an album, when literally I could just type it in and I have it now? Or listen to it on YouTube? Like, And what's the difference there? Uh, it, for me, I don't believe in the, in the practice of pirating comics. I think that it is avoidable. I think it's so cheap. Like, ooh, I can't read everything. No, and most people didn't. You know, and if you can, good for you. But if you can't, you gotta you gotta pick and choose. And in fact, that's kind of like the market dictating the drive, right? Like, if certain books don't sell, then it means that like for the the majority of people couldn't prioritize those books. Um, and the reality is, if you pirate them, you're still not helping them survive. Just because you read them doesn't mean that you bought them. So either way, you're contributing to the declination of those books. So you're not helping anybody. Um, so I don't really believe in piracy of comics. I I think that it's like. You could, it's, it's largely avoidable, uh, and I don't really think it's, it, here's the thing, pirating movies, music, those guys have money to burn. The comic book industry is not the same thing. It wants to be. Yeah. But it doesn't deal with the same number of, uh, you pirating comics actually hurts the industry. You wouldn't download a car, would you? That's, a, the automotive industry does not need that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, but comics, comics... There, we're dealing we're dealing in the hundreds of thousands slash early millions. We're not really dealing with like tens of millions, hundreds of millions, and mm. billions here. Yeah. You know, every major movie studio that's making like blockbusters is like, where's the billion dollar movie? I want to make a billion dollars with a B. The comic book industry is hoping to make hundred thousand dollars, a couple hundred thousand dollars right. maybe. I was gonna say like I under I I understand piracy of comics in um, countries that don't have access to them. Right. Like, yeah. that sucks. Like, especially, like, because you're just like, oh, you just download them, but not everyone even has access through there. Which is worship, by the way. And if they don't understand how to, like, run, like, a VPN or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. Like, there, I get, I'm not saying, like, yeah, yo-ho, let's right. sail the high seas. I'm saying, like, I kind of yeah, get if, it there, where it's like, literally, you have zero access. Right, if they will, like, it, yeah. That sucks. Right. Yeah, but I, I agree. Um... Cash Money in the Bank says, comment section on YouTube, roll eyes, haters gonna hate. Yeah, I don't even think they were hating. I no, think they were just, just, they were just baffled. Just we don't have haters, we have baffled. People are just like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's delightful every time. Mr. Roboto says, soon to come, Millennial Ghost Rider one day. Mm-hmm. We already got that. His name's Robbie Reyes. Kind of. He's young, like, he's what they would call that. Okay. 
that moment in Avengers when like his uncle was stepping on him in hell and he's like, just for the record, before I kill you, you were the worst Ghost Rider. And he's like, yeah, that's a badge of honor. All the Ghost Riders are stupid. And I'm like, that's the most millennial Ghost Rider thing you could possibly say. I guess in my brain I was making him into a hipster millennial. Right. Right. No, he's not that. I know. My brain made that. Yeah. Made hipster millennial. Yeah. He's Are we like, going to talk yeah. about comics? We should. Uh, let me talk a little bit about the Tales from the Dark Multiverse, The Death of Superman. This is a run or a, an imprint or a series. What is this? That being said, uh, I talked a little bit about this kind, this concept, this mm-hmm. idea uh, last time when they did the, uh, the the Nightfall run. Yes. With, uh, you know... With, uh, with with Snyder and um, somebody else. I can't remember. Kills me. I can't remember his name. Um, they'll let me know in the comments. But like, anyway, it was kind of meh. You know, it was like, oh, I see. You, you wanted to play with that idea, but you didn't really want to do the reason. This, Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Death of Superman, was exactly the premise in every respect. This is by Jeff Loveness with art by Brad Walker, and it is fun on a bun. This is straight up <laughs> cool stuff. It is, if you liked, if you remembered the death of Superman, you're going to love this because it's so weird and it's so fun. It is straight up a Elseworlds slash what if about the death of Superman. It's okay. just, what if Lois Lane was so upset, so grief stricken by the death of Superman as it was the thing that happened uh-huh. um, that she was like, that she developed like a, a deep, resentment of the human race for allowing Superman to die. Okay. And I love, by the way, uh, they, they, they immediately address the elephant in the room that we talked about on our Death of Superman episode of Back Issues, where we're like, um, where the hell was everybody? And so once Superman dies, that's when everybody who should have been in the Doomsday fight shows up, okay, which up? includes Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Batman, Nightwing, like everybody is there. And it's so funny because she's just like, screw you, where the hell were you? And they're all there at the funeral. And they're all there at the unveiling of the statue. But, like, then she hoped, like, maybe his example would allow the world to kind of react. Right, right, maybe right. Maybe they'll, like, maybe everyone will be like, man, Superman died. Maybe I should be a better person. Yeah, let's be nice. You know, like, a, in a Judeo-Christian kind of mindset. Like, he died, we should be better. But it didn't. You know, and she goes to visit Martha, who, of course... Jonathan has a heart attack shortly after Clark dies. Uh, he doesn't die in the continuity, but in this one, he does, because of course, because why not? Make yeah. it a little sadder. But she's there, and she's like, his parents had to watch him die on TV. They mm-hmm. couldn't afford to fly out here to, to be with him, and if they did, they'd be strangers. Yeah. So she goes to the fortress to, like, lock up, and that's when the Eradicator is there. What? Like, he was in the Death of Superman. Right, 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 right. The Eradicator's right. spirit... Form thing that like shows up to 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 go into Carl, uh, Cal's body, bring it over to the fortress, put it in the cocoon, reanimate his corpse, run around as him. But uh, you know, it's like one of those. It's what if? So it's like what if Eradicator was like a minute or two too long or too late? Oh, or more likely he wasn't too late. It's more that Lois is there. What if Lois went? Right. What if Lois was a little more resentful than she was? It's like the Leela episode. Of Futurama, where it's like, what if I were a little more impetuous? Yes. In any case, 
Uh, the Eradicator's like, my job is to preserve the Kryptonian bloodline, and he's dead, it didn't work. And I'm surging with Kryptonian energy! And she's like, well, give it to me. So he does, and he imbues her with, like, the power of, like, all of Krypton, and she becomes Superwoman. And she wears this crazy-ass outfit that is, her logo is the death of Superman S with all the blood falling down, and she's wearing his tattered cape. And she goes around, like, proactively wrecking shit up. She's like, he didn't get involved. And now that I can feel and hear everything, this is him. They're all crying for his help. Why Why did he waste time with me? Why did he waste time, like, being being Clark? Why did he, like, why wasn't he doing this? So she goes to, like, nations and destroys their shit. And then, like, takes the, the, the presidents or dictators who were letting that shit get destroyed and screwing them up, too. She's like, no, no, I'm not just putting out fires. I'm also ruining the people who set fires. Right. She goes and confronts Lex Luthor II, who is actually the clone of Lex Luthor, Technically, he was well in the in the continuity. He was and supposed to be like his his secret Australian son, right. but his reality uh, part lion man. Yeah, a clone of of Lex Luthor, who has a luxurious red mane. <laughs> and she's like, "I can hear your like, I can hear you. I know it's you." And he's like, "Ah, you got me." And then she just grabs him, pulls him into the into into orbit, and burns him alive. She's okay. Like, there. And then she's like, screw that. Man, I killed Lex Luthor. Who else could I kill? She goes to Gotham. She's, she's killing everybody. She tracks down uh, Joker and just burns him with her, with, her, with her heat vision. Then Batman shows up and he's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, thanks. No, he is not. He is mad. <laughs> he should be. But he's great because he's Batman. And it's not like we, we were like, oh, I want to make our hero look cool. So I'm going to make Batman look like a chode. Or I'm going to make like our heroes look stupid too. Batman like throws his shit in her face where he's like, you know, Lois, there are lines. And she's like, I'm so sick of hearing that. And he's like, would Clark have thought that this was okay? Ooh. And she's like, well, he's dead. And he's like, yeah, you, you've, you've, you've dishonored him. Like you're doing all this in his name. You've ruined his legacy. And so she beats the hell out of him. And she, she taunts him. It's this beautiful moment where he goes, she goes, you know, like Clark felt sorry for you. Because he because he knew you couldn't because he knew you wouldn't stop. All he wanted for you is to stop, and he and you wouldn't. And he's like, I'll never stop. And then she and then she kills him. <gasps> what? Yeah. And by the way, because it's like the '90s, you know, it's 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 '90s Batman. But anyway, so she kills Batman. Then the four Supermen show up because it's about that time. Yeah. Steel, Superboy, Cyborg, Superman. She's like, I don't care about... Uh, obviously, Steel's a black guy in, a, in, a, in an Iron Man armor. Obviously, the little boy isn't Superman. But the Cyborg guy, he thinks, or he's saying at least, that he's Superman. So I'm going to go kick his ass. So she goes to him and she's like, you're not him. And he's like, ah, you got me. I'm not. I'm Hank Henshaw. Now I'm made of machines and blah. And so she fights him. Then the other two Supermen show up. They die. She kills him. Like the whole thing is a shit show. And she wraps up the reign of the Superman in literally like three pages. And then Superman comes back to life because of course he does. Like he did before. He wakes up from his Kryptonian healing coma. No, but he's only partially powered. And in the ensuing destruction... So, wait, why didn't Eradicator know about this? If he's got to preserve oh, the knowledge of Krypton... He threw him into the thing, and well, because of convenience, because it's a what-if book, because <sighs> we need to, like, make leaves and logic. But the reality is, when Eradicator put Superman in the, crypt- in the healing coma, or the healing vessel, and then went around masquerading as Superman, he had, like, memory problems and didn't remember or know that Superman was either in it or that like he was actively trying to preserve him. So in his l- attempt to resurrect Superman, he thought he was Superman. 
So it was like mm-hmm. kind of a messed up thing. He eventually gets all the, his shit together and then realizes what he's supposed to do. Right, right. Now, right. of course, if you actually watched our episode of Back Issues where we talked about um, how one Eradicator plus one Kryptonian like cannon equals Tasty Powers for Superman. It's like baking salt. And in this case, Superman shows up and he's in the black suit because that's his healing suit. Mm-hmm. And what we need, you need to shoot Eradicator because Cyborg Superman shoots Eradicator with this giant hose of kryptonite. Yeah. And it blasts Eradicator and because he's going to kill Superman with it. And Eradicator jumps in the way and then hits Eradicator and then his powers pour into Superman and that gets him up to Superman level powers again. But he's not there anymore. Mm. So like... You know, Lois uh, and Superman finally, you know, find each other again. And he's like, Lois, what are you doing? Like, what have you done? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, man, I didn't know you were going to come back to life. Then Cyborg Superman comes back. Yeah. He's like, not quite dead. And they even dispatch him in the same way. In the, in the original thing, Superman punches his lower jaw off. So in this scene, his course, his lower jaw is off. Right. He breaks out the thing. But Lois doesn't think to jump in the way of Superman because she's not as selfless as he is. Right, 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 right. And so he, he Cyborg Superman just just hoses Superman down with crypt, with kryptonite and kills him. But like for real this time? Yeah. And then Lois is just like what am I going to do now? So the story ends with That's her It's very bleak. Yeah, it it's bleak but not as bleak as the last one. Like she could still technically. She didn't. She didn't become she, a dictator. She didn't take she, over the world or kill all the good people. Yeah. She was just. Well, she killed Batman. She yeah. But she didn't go like. Well, now I gotta kill Flash. Well, she killed. Yeah, well, she killed one. She killed Batman because she knew Batman could stop her. I like the fact that like Batman clearly must have known that she killed Lex Luthor. Yeah. And he did not stop her until after she killed the Joker. Yeah. He was like, hang on a second. Well, I don't think it was fast no, enough. I, that, no, yeah. I no. No, he's hang, like, hang on. Hey, oh yeah. no, what have you done? Yeah, no. Ooh. Tardis made a point where he's, there's a line where Superman says, why are they scared of you? Ah, it's great. Because it's like Lois Lane fundamentally misunderstands the message of Superman. Well, she's grief stricken. But she's also grief stricken, but it's like, that's why he's Superman. Like why not everyone can be Superman. Right, right. Which right. is also illustrating the whole theme of like the Death of Superman saga. Like mm. it's this brilliant piece of schlock mm-hmm. that is also really like, I don't know, respectful to the source material, right. which is to say, like, why would it be? Because, you know, it's the source material, super, the death of Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really fun. This is what this premise should be. This yeah. book should be what it's always... Next issue is Blackest Night. I have no idea what they're going to do with that. Maybe they don't come out the other side. Probably not. Uh, Zebram says, I just want to say you think you guys are awesome. Thank you. I think you're awesome, Zebram. Thank you very much. You're awesome. General Harris says, uh, cannot wait for life story back issues. Yeah, we're going to have to shoot that at some point. Yeah. I can't wait myself. Uh, Tardis, Tardis Man 85, Hox Pox, probably made at most $10 million tops. I mean, if that, I doubt it. I guess all of it. Yeah. Mm, depends on how many units are sold. You know, like at uh, $4 a pop, you know, per issue, 165 Yeah, maybe. But like $10 million is like, the lowest budget of a horror movie. You know? That's not the profits they're hoping to get right. in the movie industry. Caleb Paris says, uh, Hey, Sal and Tip, if you could pitch a dark multiverse story, what would be the premise? I mean, like, they're all awesome and what they're pitching is great. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a fun story that I like. Sounds like an Elseworld. Yeah, I'll just make that an, an episode. Thank you very much for your contribution, Caleb. Uh, but, like, I'll... Give a quick one. Yeah. Give something. Give something off the top of your head. Uh, killing joke. Oh, yeah. That's right? good. Uh, he shoots Gordon instead. You know? Oh, 
Interesting. There you go. That that's at least something to see. I'm like trying. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Killing Joke. Uh, I got I got nothing. Uh, come up with something. Price eighty forty. The next Dark Multiverse is Blackest Night, but I'm kind of sad it's not about Parallax. Then again, that's dark by default. Uh, let's hope. I want to see a zero hour one. I want to see Parallax. I'm sure we'll see that. But uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, jumping into the more books. Into what the else? more books. What'd you do? What What did I do? Yeah. Um, what did I do? It's a fine question. Let's chat about... I was all over the place today. There's a couple of things I didn't even really get to. That's yeah. one of them I didn't get to. Yeah. By the way, I'm not going to do Spider-Man. You're not? No. It came out. It's it's fine. Let's... If you're reading Spider-Man, enjoy. Check it out. Let's chat about Doctor Strange, the annual number oh, yeah. one. Came all right. out today. Uh, it's two stories in one. The first one, All A Hallowed Evening, is written by Teeny Howard. Yeah. With art by Andy McDonald. And it was fine. Cool. That was it. It was fine. It was kind of all over the place, and I and I wasn't the biggest fan of this story. It was just it was just okay. Okay. It like it returns Zelma into the story. Oh. So I was like, what? Why would they do that? They just got rid of her. I was like, what is this taking place? Except he's wearing his costume from the current run, like his space costume. So I don't know, but it's it's Halloween basically, and he's got a bunch of magical characters at his house, and like. They basically have to, like, use magic to, like, create a barrier um, to, like, keep, like, hold the line, basically, because, like, the veil between our world and, like, others and other dimensions and other such things is weakest at this time. Yeah. And especially between that and the afterlife. And um, basically, if any ghosts show up and they, like, need help with anything, they'll, like, offer to help them. Okay. At another point in time. And so, like... (laughs) it's just like ghosts show up and like Zelma like bumbles her way through things. And I was like, Zelma was a lot more competent the last time we saw her. Like I get like, you know, when we first met her, she was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, they kind of return her to that in this. And it's just, it's just kind of like, it was an interesting sort of concept, but like, <laughs> doesn't really pan out the way I, th- I feel like it should have. And like, mm. There's like a bunch of like groaner jokes in this one, unfortunately. Well, she's not even doing this book. It's just she was kind of like just pitch hitting for Mark Wade in this story. You, right? Like not, neither is written by I know by Wade. I guess because he's gearing up for Surgeon Supreme. Yeah. Um, the other one, I guess I have to go. Do I have to go all the way back to find out who wrote the other one. Ugh. What the hell? No, I don't. I just don't see it. Okay. Um, the other one is called Trick. Which I thought was neat, because then I was like, oh, wait, like, was the was first the one treat? called Treat? No. I was no. like, damn it. Oh. What the hell? Maybe they're both written by Teeny Howard. Mm. I just, I just... That would make sense. They would usually put them all together. Like, the the credits, I mean. Yeah. Oh, no, there it is. Wow, it's just right underneath it. Uh, it's written by Pornsuk Pichot. Cool. Penciled by Lalit Kumar Sharma. Okay. I may or may not have cast a spell just there. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. This one is was way tighter, and, and uh, like I felt like it was more interesting. It's about these uh, two dudes, Trevor and Connor, who have like scary masks, and they they wander around. And like Trevor and Connor realized at an early age, they're foster brothers. That like when they were together, they had like powers that would like activate with one another. And okay. like one powers, one was the power that they could like slip into different places. Yeah. And the other was they could find things they wanted to steal, basically. Mm. And like then they realized that like that wasn't exciting enough, and inevitably they ended up like murdering people as well, like to get a thrill kind of thing. Yeah. And like they're like, and no one can stop us because like you know nobody knows we're even there. Blah blah yeah. blah. So they break into like um, a uh, hotel, like okay. a high rise hotel, and like they're greeted by a scary demon. And it turns out they're at the Inferno Hotel. In Vegas. Oh! And, um, they're, like, one of them is, like, 
taken away and like uh i believe oh yeah no he we like find out like oh there's something more about him like he's like messed up looking he's looking for this like sword dagger thing and he finds it and then he uses it to um kill his friend i okay. believe or the, the foster brother yeah hang on which foster brother makes it okay no no the foster brother who finds it is murdered by the other like the one who was able to slip them in and then like wong shows up and he's like hey what's up you're at the inferno hotel which is where wong is stationed to to watch over mephisto and he's just like you're not a kid you're a demon (laughs) okay and so he reveals himself and like basically like this demon had set this whole thing up from the get-go. He needed this kid to be able to, like, you know, uh, find the item because that's what the, the kid's power was. Okay. And, like, the item is something that I will not even pretend I can pronounce. Okay. Um, but it's meant to kill Sorcerer Supremes. Oh. And so he's just like, ha, ah, got it. And then Wong, like, snaps and it busts in two. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, basically, like, sends him off to hell. Like, he's like, off you go. And, like, he's there with one of his, like buddies from the monastery basically oh. like wong like had a visitor and the visitor was like oh man look at you now blah 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 and he's just like you know so wait you got like this sword that can kill a sorcerer supreme he's like no the sword isn't it it's like that's just a decoy it's like i am i have the spell for that oh. and the idea is that like they establish in this that um the like servants of the sorcerer supreme like their like trusted companion wong for example, um, is is given a spell that could kill the Sorcerer Supreme were they to go crazy. Right, right. And it's in, their kryptonite ring. Exactly. And in doing so, it would also kill that individual, so they won't use it lightly. Right. Um, and like I was like, that's kind of interesting, this idea of like, you know, this balance. Like, what is the balance to the Sorcerer Supreme? It's this. Now, truly, I'm sure they could figure out some way to make it not happen. Sure. But it's nice to know that they had some kind of plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is a plan. Right. And so that was it. Like, that was just, it was a tight little story that, okay. like, establishes this thing that may or may not ever be used. Right. Probably not. Probably not. Because Wade doesn't read other people's stories. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you read Deceased? Number I six? did. It was the finale of Deceased uh, for now. I was like going to not, and then I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to hear about it on the show. I right. Wanna, I want to read it, and yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Uh, okay, I feel like I'm way more excited than you are. No, I, well, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Deceased <sighs> number six. Uh, it's great. It's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, if you're not familiar with the premise, it's a zombie apocalypse, but it's made by Apocalypse. All right, I, feel I mean, like uh, well, Apocalypse like, with a K. Uh, you really shouldn't side. ruin the ending to this. No, I'm not going like, to. The ending to this is truly spectacular, yep. and like it's filled with these like really crazy, incredible moments. Yes. That like are just like holy crap. Yeah, you know, you really should just buy it. Let's just put it's it this just... way: you see, everybody who is everyone, every protagonist in the story, every main character, every main member of the cast. Gets a moment to be awesome. Yeah, uh, we have a merging of science and magic. We have, uh, we we have the we meeting have, of the have, land and the sea. In yeah, a, way. a meeting of land and sea. Uh, men, men topple gods. Uh, you know, it's 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 an unending, like love letter to awesome. Yes, and also we see you know civilizations fall and you know desperate, displaced people try to survive and. Yeah, you know, it's it's really really cool, and uh, I you know I don't want to like wreck it any more than that. I Let's really don't. Say, like, I, God, I would love to talk about this more, but like, I really like to 
to ruin the ending of this book is like kind of doing it a disservice, which is so bizarre because this is supposed to be such a throwaway thing. Yep. And it just turned into such a like really badass story. Yep. That I hope we get to do on this channel someday because I really like. Oh this yeah, we'll book. talk about it more. I really like. There's no way it's not going to end with a sequel. This is a this is the kind of book where. Um, I'm sure the sales were good. Uh, Tom Taylor also helped make Injustice worth reading. Mm -hmm. And that was supposed to be a video game tie-in that became like year seven. Right, like, right, right. No, I know. and I, But like, here's the thing. I kind of don't want it anymore. Right. I mean, they definitely, like, there's the possibility for it. Oh, you'll get it. But like, I don't even think I want it. Right. Like, I am very happy with this ending. Yes. I will say, screw the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, but you get some cool moments, and and you get it's nothing but cool moments. It really it's is literally just a non cool moments throw and like heart tugging. Yeah, like it's dialogue. great blend. It it's not just stupid no. or or, no. or or nonstop fighting. It's, no, it's, it's true. But even then, like even in the fighting, you get like tender moments. It's really yeah. cool. Uh, Silver Cricket says, "Any thoughts on Dead Man Logan finale? I didn't read it. I I saw the title. I'm like, cool. You're gonna kill Old Man Logan. Moving on. So my my issue with Dead Man Logan was honestly I wasn't a big fan of the art. No, kind of struggled with it. So fell off yeah and that's fair sorry i'm not gonna blame you for that because i didn't i poked in I, I checked the preview for it and i was like damn yeah it's just i don't know anyway joe leon says uh, you make enough futurama references for me to know you're a fan there's there are futurama comics maybe a back issue someday i'd be all over that maybe uh there's one futurama book that we would do is it the Where crossover it? Mm -hmm. it's around here it should be under s or f <laughs> oh well it's here there it is yeah let me know in the comments down below. Back issues? I've been thinking about doing this for a few years. Um, there are a couple of stories in here, but we do the main one. Or maybe the second one. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. And if you haven't read it already, I don't think Bongo exists anymore. So you should check it out. Um, uh, Lemon Peace says, Have you heard the DC 5G rumors that uh, it's going to be like an all-new, all-different type initiative? Mm -hmm. What are the odds they're true? If it's true, uh, it could help push the alt characters um i have heard it i assume it's true it would not help push new characters so much as it would be like a, a quick fix for sales you know it's like oh a lot of people are gonna buy it right, right here and then it'll fall off because the only people who are gonna here's the thing you want to get new people right you're gonna get them by fostering positive word of mouth and with, with good stories mm -hmm. you know uh if you're gonna get people with like a like a stunt then you're going to get all these different people who are going to come in. But they're not there to read it. Mm -hmm. They're there to buy it and then put it away. Yeah. And maybe sell it immediately afterwards. <laughs> um, they're there to make sure that you, the regular reader, don't get it when you should have gotten it. And by all rights, it, there would have been a thousand copies in your store. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help the industry. It makes a bunch of money right now, but it doesn't foster, uh, you know, a legacy of readership. So, Pass. Okay. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, "How about a dark multiverse millennium book? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> okay, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that in a heartbeat. Any other bad books? Like every silly, like Legends or Millennium or Guy Gardner Reborn. Guy Gardner Reborn would be great. Oh, some um, sort of dark multiversal version of Gnort shows up. I would love that. No, uh, I would not love that. Oh, uh, Armageddon two thousand one, uh, Bloodlines. I would love." I would love just a trade paperback of Bloodlines. I just, anyway. 
yeah, you you read a bunch of books, but let's, I did. let's jump into like one or two more. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go too far into Harleen. It continues to be awesome. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna really say. Like, if it's a black label book, by the way, it is a beautiful black label book. Uh, Stefan Sajic, uh, it's like a love letter from him in terms of like to everything the to the character exactly. Um, if you like Harley. Um, but maybe sometimes you're turned off by the madcap. <laughs> oh, sometimes they take the Deadpoolization of yeah, this and sometimes they take her that, that very far. And I get it that it's definitely part of her history. This book might be more for you. It's more of an examination of her her character, her mental state, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So go check it out. It's also just like really stunning. We do get an image of Harley here, but that's kind of it. It's mostly it's Harleen. It's about right. Harleen. Um. That's cool. That's not to say what's to come next, but you oh, know, sure. excellent. I didn't get to this one, so okay. we can make that one go away. Um, Conan! The final fate of Conan the Barbarian was spectacular this week. Um, we have been seeing Aaron writing these like stories of Conan's history, um, and then get a little bit about this whole like, you know, blood witch and like all that stuff. This is just all right, let's chat about the Blood Witch. Let's chat about how she actually ended up having kids. We get a little of her backstory, how she's been like desperately searching for warriors just killing them and killing them and killing them and they're never quite what they say they are Ah. and so they never quite feed the roots and so we get a little bit of that like history on her and that like she's like she that the guy we see at the very beginning ends up fathering her children yeah and she's like that's cool and whatever and so she raises them on like you know the idea that like razazel or razazel is like you know the blood god we gotta you know rise him blah 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 and we get it from their perspective when conan kills their mom and stuff like that Mm -hmm. And that, like, when, like, he leaves, they're like, okay, we have our daggers, we're gonna kill ourselves, <laughs> because, like, we shouldn't die in a fire, which is what has happened to the building Conan sets it ablaze. Yeah, yeah. And instead, like, their mother, like, rises up with her head half hacked off and, like, carries them out, and they're like, wow, <laughs> Blood God's awesome! Right. So then, like, they sew her head back on, and they try to, like, bring her back, like, heal her via, like, feeding her blood and stuff like that. Sure. And, like, they're twins, and so, like, the, like... The brother's like, when do you think mom will be able to talk to us again? She's like, like, never? <laughs> like, I think this is pretty much as far as she's going. Like, she'll protect us and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, how will we know that she loves us? Mm. And then, like, like some dudes show up or, like, some guy, like, tries to attack them. They started it. They tricked them. Okay. And, like, these dudes into helping them. Right. And, like, they slaughtered them. Not unlike how John Connor trick those poor guys into getting attacked by the Terminator. Exactly. Except, you know, way worse. Um, And uh, so she kills, like, the guy, and, like, as she's, like, eating this dude, like, your sister's like, that's the sound of our mother's love. And I'm like, oh, you're so, no, you're creepy. Yeah. You're creepy, creepy little blonde children of the corn. Get out of here. Get your creep away. Right, and so then the, 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 the two kids like watch Conan throughout history and we see some of the stories that we were told by right. Aaron oh, that cool. they've been there and like the brother's like let's take him and, and she's like no he's yeah. not ready that's where mom made the mistake oh. he wasn't ripe <laughs> that's why he kicked her ass yeah like we have to wait until like he's got a long life to go trust me on this one right and so we just see them like stopping in checking it out right like there's definitely some moments where they're like Popping there's no way his... he's gonna get out of this one and she's like he will yeah it's cool and we see the one with him and the lion and stuff like that which i was like oh that lion it's such a good story um, and then we see Conan there and like, they're like doing the bloodletting and like, they like, aren't like, he won't, he can't escape. And like the tower that they're in, they reconstructed it essentially. Yeah. And it's not strong enough to withstand the magic of the blood. Okay. And so like, it's starting to crumble as Razazel is like being rebirthed or Razazel. I don't know. 
And um, it's like crumbling down. Conan tries to make a break for it. He actually ends up getting like crushed by some rocks. Oh no. And um, they have to finish the bloodletting. And like, they're like, no, it's cool. We found him. We found Conan. Here he is. And like, he's just laying amongst the rocks. And they're like, he is dead. What? And I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> well, he can't be. Oh, he can be? I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. They could resurrect yeah, him. Yeah, he could something. just come back, right? Like, yeah. maybe that trickle show. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, this book just continues to be awesome. Yeah. And I love it. So, high recommend on my end. Um, let's talk real quickly about uh, Constantine. Constantine's back. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Sandman Universe yeah. Hellblazer book. Yeah, Sandman uh, presents Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Uh, written by Simon Spurrier with art by. Uh, Marcio Takara. Yeah, who I believe was do no was not doing. Um, I was like, were they doing that? No, they weren't doing that. The the cover artist did um, the dreaming. Yeah, I won't talk too much about this book. Mm-hmm. I will say it's some crazy ass shit. It is definitely <laughs> written more in the vein of Vertigo, and it seems like this might have been the book that Spurrier wanted to write from the beginning. <laughs> Now, Spurrier had been working on the dreaming, correct? That yeah. was their book. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. Like if you do the if you do the dreaming, you can have Constantine. Right now, this is definitely a, like a I don't know if it's necessarily a crossover. I have not been keeping up with books of magic. I'm just gonna put that out there. But Tim is in this. Yeah. Um. Tim, of course, has like a potentially like always like a possible dark fate and a possible like you know savior kind of like path that he could take. Mm-hmm. Said to be like. One of the like the possibly the most powerful magic user ever. Yep. Um, and so he's there. It's kind of the end of all things, which I thought was funny because Justice League Dark is, has been dealing with like ending of magics and all that stuff, yeah. and they're doing something very different here. They're not tying it into that at no, all. No good. This Constantine is getting back to again that Vertigo feel, but with a modern storytelling um like tone to it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm not saying it's Vertigo. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying though that it has those like some some of those like little elements to it like those echoes are there. Yeah. Um. There is definitely like not like saying like super mature language, but like you'll find some stuff in there. You're like, oh, cool. All right. Yes. Thank you. This is like how constant. This is how John talks to yeah. some degree. Um. It's definitely a mystery. Okay. Hundred percent. This this Constantine is a bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to reading more about it. Like, was legitimately, like, I was like, all right, fine, I'll check it out. We'll see what we're doing with this. Like, some of these have been a little softer starts. Yeah. This one, I was like, I'm jazzed. I'm nice. jazzed to see where this is going. Like I said, if you're expecting, like, that, like, original Vertigo feel for Hellblazer, look, you may not find that 100% here, but this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. So, cool. there you go. All right. Um, really quick, I want to jump into the super chats yeah. again because Sad Althani helping us out oh in a gosh. big bad way. Thank you very much, thank man, you, thank for all you, your thank continued you. support, particularly in this episode. Uh, it says five G screams Bendis terrible naming and lack of longevity. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's definitely a Bendis suggestion. Five mm-hmm. uh, G, why would you call it that? But, I don't understand that at all. I mean, unless they're going to set it up like it's a series of lines on your phone and then a 5G mm-hmm. next to it. Yeah, and how that's bullshit. It doesn't really mean anything. It's made up. <laughs> hey, it actually worked pretty well. When we were in New York. Yeah, yeah that's that was true. too bad. But uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like it's 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 the new guard or uh, any of the older problems that are plaguing DC uh, and a lack of longevity big, big time. I mean, like, look at DCU. That didn't last long. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I agree with that. Uh, Lemon Peace... 
says, uh, also, Dark Multiverse Cosmic Odyssey would be cool. I oh, agree with man. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can go darker than Jon Stewart allowing an entire civilization to die. Yeah. You could go way darker than that. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I like that. Um, did you want to talk about Basketful I of Heads? Do. Because that's another black label I book. really want to talk about this one. Well, you should, because the people that people were asking um, for your opinion. Basketful of Heads, written by Joe Hill. If you don't know, Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. Yep. This book takes place in Maine. What? <laughs> well, he would know anything about that. Um, it's about a small, like, sea town, whether it be an island or not, mm-hmm. that, like, is in the midst of the end. Like, if we're coming to the end of the summer, Labor Day is occurring. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a... The beginning of this book literally starts off where it's like, there is a basket. Some Something is talking out of it. Yes. There is an American flag over it, and someone's carrying a crazy-ass axe. Oh, you're no. Like, where is this going? Yeah. Well, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> and we go back to um, being introduced to a character. I believe his name is Liam. He is um, basically being, like, a deputy... For the local sheriff's department for the summer. It's like a summer internship because he wants to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, his girlfriend, who's not from the town, comes up to say hi to him and like basically pick him up. Yeah. For like the summer, spend a little time, and then they're going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. He had a great time there. He really wants to be a law enforcement officer, agent, FBI, whatever. Okay. Um, everybody knows him in town and stuff like that. But like he's done for like the day. Yeah. Um, a bunch of convicts end up like making a fugitive-esque escape. Oh. And, um, like, they come across it. Yeah. Um, they, they come across the scene. He's like, oh, crap. And he puts his uniform back on. And he's like, hey, can I help? Can I help yeah. at all? And they're like, it's okay, kid. You're good. Like, the sheriff really likes him. He's like, you're a good guy. Okay. I wish I could keep you on. But, like, we're like this is it. You were a deputy for right now. And when you get out of school, if, like, the FBI hasn't snatched you up, like, I would be honored, basically, to have you here. Okay. But, like, for now, like, we're good those guys escape. They're probably going to steal a boat and they're just going to go to Canada. Nothing they've done is horrible, right? right? There's a mayor there who's literally the mayor from Amity Island. Right. And I say <laughs> that because there is a moment, go back a couple pages, it's spectacular, where he looks at him. It's this one right there. And he, and he goes like, now I want you to find these little break, break out <laughs> bastards and string them up by the Buster Browns. Oh and I was like, God. that's... That's awesome. They just want you to think. They just want you to think Jaws. Like yep. you're in that moment, and it's just it's just such a great little nod. Like it's just like these little like oh yeah we're in the sea town or yeah. whatever. They really rely on the summer dollars, that kind of thing. Right. Luckily, it's Labor Day at this point, so this isn't really going to affect anything. Like the summer's over. They're they're good. They've come out the other side. Right. Um. So like the sheriff's like you should go home or go back to my house because the kid's been staying on his like houseboat or whatever. Okay. There. Uh, on the sheriff's like land yeah. and um, his wife had made like a big clam bake for them for like to celebrate like that he was like leaving and like whatever it's very nice and he's like go back there I'll hold on the floor you can watch over my wife and like the joke is that like nobody needs to watch over her like right. he's like honestly if those guys showed up I don't know who I'd feel worse for <laughs> um, uh, it's revealed that they um, like, that she or he collects artifacts or that like the um, sheriff is into, like, Viking stuff, and she gets all these Viking items for him and stuff like okay. that. And we see the axe from the beginning. And oh, it's, no. like, glowing red a little bit. Like, something's up. Something's clearly going to happen with this axe. Um, inevitably, they have dinner, but then, like, a call comes in, and it's from the sheriff that um, uh, someone died. Someone's been murdered or not murdered. Because basically, some dude ended up falling down a whole bunch of stairs. And like he's like, it's obvious that... To the sheriff, it's like, they clearly were trying to make their getaway. He either tried to stop them or he just tripped and he hit every single stone on the way down. Okay. And he's dead. 
And so, like, she, the wife's going to go out and hang out with the family. And, like, she's like, I've only had to do this a handful of times, but, like, I'm going to go. He's like, um, her son takes her out there. So now it's just the deputy and his girlfriend in the sheriff's house. And they're mm-hmm. just hanging out or whatever. And, like, the du- the guys show up. Oh, no. And it's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? But it's like, they're stuck in this house with these two convicts and this crazy magic axe, obviously. Right, right, right. So, like. They're really setting up the small town vibe. Oh, I should mention it takes place in the '80s, so there's no there's no tech. We've, we've right. There's no phones. There's no surveillance. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I really like the feel of this. Um, I love the fact that it's a black label book because they are obviously this probably going to have a little gore to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we haven't seen too much of it just yet, but I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited to see where this goes. I like a lot of Joe Hill's work. So nice. Yeah, I was gonna call him Joe Chill, but that <laughs> would not be complimentary. But that's not it. Um, so if you're looking for a black label book that is 100% not Batman related, this is probably for you. Yeah, there's then. no superheroes. It's there's just no a superheroes. Book. This is just this is just a horror. This is a Boom book. Studios book. Yeah, or a Vertigo book. Um, yeah. So there you go. Mm. Silver Cricket says uh, you could retcon Old John pretty easily just by saying he's in Earth Three. John and John Prime is still on Earth Three, helping the Resistance. Maybe I don't know. Yes. Okay. Maybe. This is about Hellblazer. Yes. But yeah. There's, there's, yeah. It is multiple <laughs> I, th- I saw that collage. One of them looked like, looked like Keanu Reeves' John. Yeah. Well, it's not only like that. Like, literally, like, an older version of John shows up. Oh, cool. And, like, Constantine, like, our John is dying at the time. And, mm-hmm. like, old John's able to tell him a whole bunch about himself. And then, like, John takes a cigarette, he burns his hand, and the guy's like, Ugh. and then, like, he's got the scar there. Yeah. And John's like, son of a yeah, nice. <laughs> Bollocks. Uh, cash Money in the Bank, uh, giving us some. Thank you oh, very thank much, thank you man. so much. Thank Enjoyed you, thank Excalibur you. number one so much. I spent the weekend reading Excalibur Equipment Collection number one. Mm-hmm. I'm normally not into Claremont, but the Arthurian legend dimension jumping uh, just caught my imagination. Have you all read these series before? Yes. No. I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so why don't we talk about Excalibur? Mm-hmm. The last book of the, of the night. Uh, Excalibur number one. Yeah. Let's be honest. I did not know what I was getting into with yeah. this book. And like, well, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, Excalibur number one from Teeny Howard. Uh, this story is another of the many, you know, Hickman era, you know, whatever, X-Men stories, Krakoa, mm-hmm. mutantum, blah, blah, blah. What, is the, what, what does the Krakoan thing have to do with magic, you might ask? Well, quite a bit, as a matter of fact. And it affects one of the most probably influential characters to be added to the roster post uh, Hawks and Pox, which is, of course, Apocalypse, or as he'd like to be referred to as Apocalypse uh, in Krakoan. Yeah, uh, no, uh, listen, listen, Apocalypse. You didn't write Purple Rain. Right. You're yeah, not. You don't get to be like a logo. <laughs> Plus, what are you going to do with all those A belt buckles you have? But yeah, so the concept here is that, like, uh, you know, in the, I don't know, is it in the past? Because Morgan Le Fay no. is. Whatever. It like it no. It's well, in the not other realm. Because it's the other realm, which is like I don't think it's the fat the past, but like we have dealt with Morgan Le Fay before in terms of Iron Man going back and possibly banging her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, and uh, and Doctor Doom in a big way as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh. But in any case, uh, the other realm is being affected by Krakoa. Uh, the Krakoan like roots are entering into the waters of Avalon and causing... Yeah, like a seed sprouted up there. Yeah. Like well, a... yeah, because that's the idea is that, like, Krakoa is everywhere, and so it it, it needs to be also in the magic realms. And uh, so... But the, the, the doorway that opens, 
Uh, it was opened from the magic side, mm-hmm. and you can't open it. Yeah, from our side. From our side. Uh, Apocalypse wants to get in there. So Real he, bad. So he, he tricks a couple of like, X-Men into helping him out. Like uncomfortably bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, and that's the story. The story is there's a, like, the, essentially Morgan Le Fay is like, you need to get rid of these these mutants. They are, they're, they're, they're polluting my magic. Mm-hmm. And they've never done this before, so obviously this is like a new development, which is why Morgan Le Fay has never really been an obstacle for the X-Men before. Um, I love it, and I know you did too. Uh, what do they call the mutants? Witch breed? Oh, shit. Which is from 1602. Maybe they called it Excalibur. I never read Excalibur. They straight up did not. Which is like, by the way, I opened this book up. We're in like Camelot. There's Morgan Le Fay. And I'm like, where have you been all my life, Excalibur? Yeah. Because like, I love that shit. Over there. Uh, Excalibur's <laughs> great. Excalibur's really fun. Um, although I found Captain Britain a little dry. In this? In the original run. Oh, in the original Yeah, run. Brian is hard to read it's... i don't know he's just really stuffy okay. he's stuffy in this too but it works out fine yeah uh but yeah but so he's britain though he's british that's true he yeah himself yeah uh so no betsy offense. braddock aka psylocke uh now out of the asian body into an actual you know into the twin sister of brian braddock mm-hmm. uh her old body um she's going to krakoa because she's mutant um brian can't come no and she's kind of like she is very interesting because she's like I like I identify as a mutant and I'm I've been an X Man yeah been, but like yeah it's kind of weird yeah no the whole thing. <laughs> she has like a really genuine well, she has the kind of reaction that I would where I'm like listen I'm not gonna say no to paradise yeah. I, I listen I'm obviously gonna take the, the I'm I'm getting on the lifeboat yeah but it's weird. you're y'all are having a really creepy party on it yeah also she has another reason to have that, that it's weird yes. Her deceased brother, Jamie. Well, I was going to say the person who she used to inhabit the body of. Is there. Is there. Or yeah. like, yeah. So she's like. Mm. Yeah. Hey, does anyone else want to go over here? Yeah. Away from you? Right. I mean, you. <laughs> we, we do a couple of establishing things in this book, which is like, it's easily just like a whatever. If you don't need to, if you don't want to read this, you don't right. have to. But Gold Balls gets a new nickname. Yeah. He doesn't want to be. Gold balls anymore. He's egg. He's egg. That sucks. That's almost as bad as beak. But at least he doesn't look like a freaking I, chicken man. I guess I'd rather be egg than gold balls. I don't know. Gold balls is pretty cool. Like maybe like next time, like like four more changing his names, he'll have something that is decent. Yes. Uh, so essentially, the there's like a secret war between magic and mutants. Right, which breed and which breed and 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 and, and, and Morgan Le Fay. Right, because essentially she's saying that I guess Krakoa itself is messing up her pool, and so like she cuts off like any humans who have access to magic in our world off yeah. from using her magic. She's like, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Right? Goodbye. Which you I thought was interesting because I'm like, oh man, does that mean that like is this the death of magic in the Marvel universe as no. per Morgan Le Fay? Like, no, I think it's dark magic. No, I think, yeah, I think it's specifically her magic. Like, if you were tied to what she had, like, Avalonian magic or right. whatever, like, Feyian magic. Yeah, yeah. Then, like, you're in trouble. Right. Um. So she calls forth, like, a coven to come assist her, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, they get their own coven going on Yeah, Apocalypse tricks Rogue into using her powers on the doorway, which... Which Gambit is like, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> what do you... He sucks. Yeah. Oh, they also, they also talk about the possibility of having kids, because, of course, if you're not familiar, Gambit and Rogue are married. Right, yeah. They're they're married. They're on Krakoa. And they're talking about the oh, third well, she, law. She mentions that, but, like, then Gambit's like, oh, hey. 
Oh, anything else? Oh, no, he loves her. No, he He's does. trying to like protect no, her. He does. Anyway, she, uh, she's thrown into a uh, a Sleeping Beauty type situation. So well, that, like, it's like she absorbed the power of Krakoa. Yeah, like she could she could but, like, grow. But like also something else came through. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like. Something that is somehow tied to Krakoa mm-hmm. didn't grow the gate on the other side. Yeah. You oh, something, I mean? yeah, something is trying to use, well, yeah, something and Krakoa are working in Legion together to, like, get something done. We don't know what it is yet, but it's pretty neat. But uh, Morgan, of course, has used uh, Brian Braddock, a.k.a. Captain Britain. Uh, she's corrupted him, turned him into kind of like a Black Knight. Yeah. Not the Black Knight. No. Um, but, uh, but in any case... Uh, they do battle, she and, uh, like, well, the twins. Yeah, because, like, she basically, like, he derives his power from this amulet, I suppose, yes. which is tied to Avalon or the other world. Mm-hmm. And so instead, she substitutes that power with her own. Yep. And, and takes the amulet. And Well, no, he has he the He gives am- her the amulet. He gives Betsy it because he's just, like, he gives it to her because he's like, oh, I don't need this anymore. And he's, he's using it as a ruse as, like, he's able to barely hang on to yes. his, his, his personality and who mm-hmm. he is. And he sends her away with it. Like, she's able to use it to transport back yeah. to Earth, where now she is the new Captain, Captain Britain. Britain. And with, with, like, a Psy sword. Like a... Yeah, like a Psy Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, she looks cool. She does just, look cool. Just, te- just, just technically speaking, this is a dope-looking Captain Britain. Yeah. I just love it. And you got some X's in there, so it's like Captain X Britain, or whatever. It's, it's, it's a mutant... Captain Britain. You gotta watch out for that because you might you're gonna get into Brexit territory. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, but um. So yeah, and and so we're setting up this like this this conflict. Yeah, and like this book was good. I enjoyed it, and I definitely want to read more about it simply because of the Arthurian lore and like the magic right. involved with it. So I'm excited for this. I'm not excited about like learning about the machinations of Apocalypse, where it's just like, ha ha ha, I'm doing something. Well, yeah, of I course he is. I know you're doing something. Oh, and Jubilee's part of the thing. Yeah, and Jubilee too. Which, that was the most shoehorning moment where like, they're like, Jubilee, you talked to her for a minute. You should join the team. That's where I, for a second I was like. Like, if you just want Jubilee to show up, literally just have her walk in. And, and go like, like, what hey, are you doing? I have nothing to do on this friggin' rock. I have a kid, and he's sleeping. What's up? You want to have an adult conversation for more than a second? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I. It was very hand-wavy. Yes. And I'm like, if you just want Jubilee in the book, just put her in the book. Yeah, Don't. that was really the moment for me where I, like, it crumbled for a second. Or I was like, what? Yeah, it was, it, it, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah, like, no, they don't it. all have to be important. No. Even though it is, it feels important. Well, the fact that Apocalypse is involved exactly. is where, like, I... I, I that makes it indispensable, where you're like, oh, I need to know what's going on in Excalibur. Right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I will see, because I definitely, like, I was just like, ooh. Yeah. Again, opening the book like that, for me, was like, I was like, <gasps> oh, you got me. Oh, yeah. And then Witch Breed, I was like, <gasps> oh, that, I was like, <laughs> what? Yes! Cash Money in the Bank says, like, glad you liked Excalibur too, because I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. no, it really did. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the art was good. Mm-hmm. It is tonally completely different from every other book in, no, definitely, in the X-Men pantheon. No, it definitely is. And I think for some people, because, like, the last book with Marauders, it was a little more lighthearted, but yeah. it still had that feel exactly. of, like, what Hickman was doing, so it felt more tied in. Yeah. But they may not all feel like that. But, like, there was something about the art in this book that made it feel... Connected. Again, not quite as at the level, nope. but like still felt that connection um, yes. with the overarching stories and had that kind of lightheartedness mm-hmm. to some degree. Yeah. So 
We'll see. By the way, uh, there's a theory about Kitty. We had a theory that like Kitty can't go through the doors. This is talking about Marauders. Yeah. She can't go through the door because she can phase because Moira's like, I don't want you seeing what I'm doing. Oh. But the other theory, of course, which you may have we may have already thought about, is is that she's a copy. Yeah. And that like that's what I assume the copies can't come was. through or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, like there's already another one of her someplace else, yeah. and so like that one's already there, and Krakoa maybe has a count. Right. Which is messed up. Yeah. We'll see what that means. Right. Uh, Sad Othani back. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much uh, why do you think they uh, can speak? Why do they think they think we can speak apo- to Apocalypse like that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're, Apocalypse in the book, if you're not familiar, if you haven't read it, uh, he keeps referring to himself as the Krakoan lettering for Apocalypse. He's like, I, I prefer to be called bleh. Oh, I assume he meant, like, why do they think that they can speak to Apocalypse like that? Like, right. They just, they're literally, like, she, Betsy just goes up to him and just says, like, a very casual, like, she's like, I don't have time for you right now. Yeah. I don't have time for oh, you right now. And oh, it's like, okay. that's kind of bizarre. Because he's an equal now. Because he's here. I you're, guess. In, you're in paradise now. You said yes. You're part of the, you're yeah. not, you're not in the inner circle, man. But he is. He's part of the government. Yeah, but you're not, like, yeah, but you're, you're part of the government. But that doesn't mean that you're better than me. Yeah, but he thinks he's better than, than right. But he's are. about to learn, and he's still like crazy powerful. Yeah, like so, like I still might be concerned about that. I no, would. but I, I agree. Like it was very, it was very conversational. I mean, I get Gambit very, because like Gambit yeah. can't help himself. No, I, I do like that they're all like, shut up, Apocalypse. Like, well, because now they finally feel comfortable. I think it's because they're all they all feel at home. They're all drunk. Right. Just constantly drinking of the uh, fermenting Krakoan <laughs> juice. Yeah. But yeah, they're I... They're drinking the Kool-Aid yeah. all right. I thought you meant like, why do they think that they can speak Apocalypse? Like, that they can say his name like that? And yeah. it's like... And I, by the way, just if you're not familiar, like, apparently they all get like, psychic implant of like the... Of the, of the language. Yeah, the... the I assumed that... Uh, Mr. Roboto says, what about cast magic? That might be a thing. Yeah. I don't think that's Morgan Le Fay's magic. Though I'd take that retcon. Ooh. Cast magic is just, is just Morgan Le Fay's magic. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's fine with me. It'll be it'll be what Krakoa turns it into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, was Gambit going to be Cyclops' brother at one point? Yes. Yep, he was the third Summer's brother, according to Claremont. That's why he has red eyes. That's why he has, like, his, his kinetic ability is similar to Alex and, uh, and, and Scott's. Why didn't they do that? Uh, they didn't like that idea. Oh. They were like, no, Chris, you can't, you, no. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Keep it all in the family. If you read uh, X-Men Forever, uh, they, they, they do that. Oh, neat. Um, he also, for no reason, changes Remy's last name. Remy LeBeau is his name in the comics. Yeah. Uh, Claremont's like, no, I liked Picard. His name is Remy, Remy Picard. And you're like, all right, Chris. Engage. Uh, but no, Vulcan is, is, is the third brother, and he sucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, let's yeah. jump into some recommendations for books that are coming oh, out this week. We think you should, you should check out. There's a lot of them. Uh, listen, uh, speaking of X-Books... X-Force, coming out. It's coming up this week. If you like X-Men, every week there's a new X-Book. Yeah. X-Force. And that's what's interesting. There's like something possibly for everybody. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If you're looking, if you like X, like you like what Hickman was doing with X-Men and maybe you like magic, then maybe Excalibur was for you. Yeah. Uh, You want pirate things? Marauders. Marauders. (laughs) Uh, Or what about New Mutants? Wait, That's man. also coming out. Right? Maybe a movie should come out with it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to see the New Mutants movie. Maybe I would one day. too. I really would. I don't care. 
Yeah. I just want to see it. Yeah. I don't care if it doesn't make any sense or it's not con- in continuity. It, none of it is. No. Works for me. Put it out on something. I don't but know. yeah, New Mutants. Great idea. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil from Chip Zdarsky, number 13, is coming out. That is messed up. I l- that is so gross. Yep. Fisk is gross. Ugh. It's a great book. Pick it up. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 33 is coming out. Nice. Uh, it's about twenty ninety-nine, maybe. What makes you say that? <laughs> the fact that Spidey 2099 is on it. Yeah. Um, there's this weird book called Spider-Man and Venom Double Trouble by Grihiru. That is really fun It's like, though. what the hell is this book? I, I, I don't know. It's just so weird. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. The I've seen more art for this book and it's like, it looks like this. Yeah. This is kind of fun. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But uh, but I'm gonna read it. Okay. And uh, hey, do you remember that black label book, Superman Year One? I do. Well, it's coming out in hardcover this week. Oh no way! Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know. And maybe like you I know, guess. and maybe next week you'll see a back issues on it because I already shot an episode <laughs> of that. Um, but yeah, what else is coming out this week? Um, the Dreaming number fifteen is coming out. Um, oh. I'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. It's really this, and like, I'm honestly more excited about Hellblazer right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming out this week, so if you've been on the Dreaming Train, eh, that you can get number 15. Die number 9 is coming out for my Kieran Gillen Die fans, those who are looking for their Kieran Gillen fix, but want something a little more dour that isn't once in future, you can go check out Die from Image if you like um, kind of like deep stories that have to do with like Dungeons and Dragons in a way. Yeah. So go check that out. I don't. I have not been reading this as of late. But it's coming out anyway. Yeah, Savage Avengers number seven's coming out. I, I forgot that it existed. Yeah, it's the only Avengers book with Conan in it. It is, <laughs> which I do love, and I, so I should get back into that. Yes. I really should. Um, and Ghost Rider number two. I said I was going to continue on and check more of this out. Um, it's coming out, which is funny because guess who's the villain? It's Lilith. So if you want to know more about Lilith, you could go watch our back issues. On the Spirits of Venom, because I chat about Lilith a lot. Yeah, which that you book. should. Um, so you should go check that out if you want to know more about her. Now yeah. she folded into herself. <laughs> she didn't do that. No, Ghost Rider helped her. Yeah, Danny helped her with that. <laughs> Just a little, you know, demon origami happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sad Althani back in the Super Chats. Uh, thank you, man, so much. Uh, yeah, he said, wasn't it you. X-Men The End? In X-Men The End, they do reference the the fact that, like, I think they reference that Gambit's the third Summer's brother in that as well. Again, written by Claremont. But uh, X-Men Forever is where they were like, no! Uh, Picard! And also, brother! And meh! It's like reinforces an ongoing, because he kind of approached it like it was going to be an ongoing. Oh. Of course, it was canceled, but whatever. Um but yeah, I, liked, man. I really like that idea. I don't know how other people feel about that. I like the idea I that like really... they had this they had this bastard brother who's like on the other side of the tracks and you know yeah just, just you know like he's like my rough around the edges brother. Yeah, I like he's not from space or anything like that. He's just a dude who is just like like he's tied to these like more mystical things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's just so not what Scott is. I don't know. That's kind of cool. I agree. I feel like Corsair would be like. Yeah. yeah, I would love for that them just go. Ah, you know what? We're not going to do the brother thing. We're not going to retcon it. But like, I'm going to send Gambit with Corsair. Right. That'd be awesome. He's just like this guy. Yeah. This guy gets it. Right. And thank you, by the <laughs> way, for reminding me of X Men: The End. It's a it's an epic kind of like waste of time. Uh, I got to reread it because like, I think I read some of it and just dropped it. But I have the whole oh. run. 
And I've been considering doing it on back issues forever, like mm. since we started the show. And I'm like, ugh, I gotta keep it all straight. It's so, ugh. but yeah. In any case, <laughs> that's it. But uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and watching this episode, and uh, for your for your super chats. Yeah. Want to thank our sponsor for this episode, you guys out there who super chatted. Thank you all so so much for your generosity and for your support. We do appreciate it. Listen, if you uh, like this kind of thing, you should maybe give us a like. It helps out the channels. Give us a subscription if you want to subscribe to the show, watch more stuff, click the bell for notifications. Maybe YouTube's stupid like it's that. It's weird. But uh, you know, it would it would help out the show. Watch the rest of the stuff that we do, that we make if you're inclined. Yes. Uh, uh, we actually, if you're a, if you're a member of the Facebook Facebook group. That's YouTube or facebook.com slash comic pop official. Uh, we dropped a ton of old lost deleted or at least unlisted videos. Um, a bunch of interviews from the, from, from back in the day. If you like those interviews, mm -hmm. that's probably where you're going to find most of them is going to be over there. Mm -hmm. uh, they, we dropped seven episodes, uh, Tiffany interviews, JMD Mateus, um, oh God, uh, Finch, David Finch. Uh, I interviewed, uh, Matt Wagner, uh, Yale Stewart, um, and, uh, there's a bunch of other ones. Yeah. So check them all out. They're really fun. Uh, and they're short. I mean, it's easy to read. It, it, easy to, it is easy to, to absorb. Yeah. You can absorb it right into your face. That's right. Yeah. Absorb it into your face. Through your eye holes. Right. Why not? <laughs> um, anything else going on that we want to let everybody know about? No, I just said eye holes, so I'm good. Hey, get out of there with my eye holes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, oh, and if you like Twitch, twitch.tv slash TV. Watch this young lady play video games. Oh, thank you. Fun. And uh, that's it. So we'll see you guys next time with a whole new episode. I want to thank you all for watching. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.